as Wes Moreno's music. I would, <laughs> I would not have identified Nelly sampling the Jeffersons, but I love it. Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator, and I asked him right before we came on the air, I said, I know we always play the Run DMC. Are you good with that? He's like, well, what about this? What about you know Nelly batter up? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wes, I have you as a classic rock guy in my head. Where'd I go wrong? Man, I listen to, I listen to everything. Classic rock, country, uh, 90s rock. I, I, I listen to everything almost. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Well, we have a man, a huge agenda, and I wish all we had was the agenda for today because there's a lot of stuff on there that's worth talking about. But obviously, we got to talk about this letter, this ask for a vote of no confidence by the EMS union, and a long litany of complaints that they are raising against the chief and the deputy chief. And, um, you know, I, I read the response that y'all gave, and before we get into some of the particulars, I did want to give you a chance to just, you know, your response. You're the county administrator, uh, he works for you ultimately. Your response to the letter. Well, you know, I read the letter. I read it a couple times, and so I've been chewing on it a little bit. And we're going to dive in over there at EMS and get to the bottom of a few things. Uh, I'll say this: I, I, there seems to be a certain shift over there that seems to be not happy, to put it uh, to put it lightly. But you know, when you have uh, over over 120 something positions, and you got 99% of 16 people, well, okay, that puts it in context first and foremost. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't need to look into it and, and look into some things and see are there things we can do better and see just really what the issues are. I will say this, uh, you know, there is a, a contingency of folks, some of them former employees. Uh, just yes, uh, day before yesterday, I was on the phone with Eric and uh, one of the super, EMS supervisors had gotten a call from his wife, and she's in tears because one of these former employees was sending her such hateful text messages. And I said, "Call the sheriff's department. I, I don't know what to do with them. Call the sheriff's department." Uh, you know that that's just that's just crazy. That that makes no sense. Now, and it's it really makes you wonder what what your real motivation is. And but you know we got another former employee over there. You know, he's got 30, over $37,000 in back child support. And he owes us over $6,000 because he flunked out of paramedic school. I mean, there's just things in the contingency of people over there that, quite honestly, that they're of low character. And But that doesn't mean we can't improve some things. We will improve some things. Well, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I have, and, I have a couple of follow-up questions, and, I, you know, I just – because I take the I take the complaints seriously, and I take the concerns that a lot of us have about EMS. And you and I have talked so many times about EMS. I mean, we know that there's problems historically. Okay, one of the allegations is that under Chief Torcell, there's been a hundred or so EMTs and paramedics quit. Is that true? That's not the right number. <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I believe it's more. It's more like forty, maybe fifty. Some of them, we just had two resign the other day because one. Both of them are relocating. To, I think one to Texas, and I forget where the other one's going. But you know, some of these things uh, happen, and some of them are have been disciplinary. And I, I'm not going to call a name to start start going down the list. But I mean, things happen, and, and things things when you when you try to change a culture in a place, there's always going to be resistance. And you don't change the culture in a, in a couple of years. It takes a little bit. The thing that I don't believe he gets credit for is 
you know, we've increased wages significantly in EMS. They're making more money than they've ever made. Additionally, uh, there's 18 new positions in this year's budget. That's his plan. He brought that to me. As a matter of fact, when I first stepped in, he, he started about the same time I stepped into this role as administrator. And uh, in the, the Santa Rosa, the lifeguard was sniping our employees. I said, I'm not going to have that. I said, what do we do? He laid the plan out, and we started working the plan. I met with Eric and Chief and uh, Chief Torsell and Fire Chief Adam Harrison just last week, last Wednesday, I believe it was. And, you know, we're talking about positions. We're talking about improvements. Uh, we got our first eight of 16 ambulances will be here hopefully by the end of the month. Uh, and then we got the other eight that are in, in build mode. They're building them now. I mean, some of these things take time. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying everything's perfect. I don't have a perfect department anywhere. There's always improvements that can be made, and we're going to make the improvements. And uh, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to spend some time over there, and I'm I'm going to start asking questions, and we're going to dig into it, and we'll get to the bottom of it. And um, the the one you know, where if there is no, no, no. I just uh, the, the one thing that that concerns me particularly over. I, I was looking yesterday at the last month and a half or so's worth of, um, you know, holding calls reports. And of course, this is a problem that you and I have talked about a lot. I know there's it's a complex issue with a lot of different factors, allocation of resources, availability mm-hmm. of personnel, availability of trucks, hospitals telling us to hold the wall, all of that. I get all that. But coming out of COVID, what you and I talked many times about is more people, more trucks. And coming out of COVID with the frivolous calls for COVID, we should be able to get better. And when I look at the numbers on hold calls, it doesn't seem that we're getting better. In fact, in the last couple of weeks worth of director's reports, here's the pattern. Instead of even reporting how many calls we're holding on a given day anymore, they've just taken to the blanket statement, there was no 24-hour period where we weren't holding calls, meaning we're not always holding, but we're holding frequently enough that it doesn't even make sense to break down. And then the most recent director's report says we're not even going to report these anymore because we realize that we have to come up with a new system for reporting it because it makes it seem like we're always holding. And we like, it's almost that we're not even going to have the flow of information anymore. That sounds really bad to me as a citizen. Well, we're going to be transparent, Andrew. Uh, you know, I, I haven't seen this week's report. Honestly, I haven't read it. I've had some other things going on. But, I believe it. Uh, yeah, we're going, to be, we're going to be transparent. And we're going to, again, we're going to make the improvements that need to be made. If it's legitimate concerns, and then I'll, like I said, I'm going to dig into it. If it's legitimate, we'll address it. Uh, some of those statements in that letter are very general, very vague. Uh, you know, I don't do well with general, vague statements. Give me examples. On this day, at this time, this, 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 this. I mean, anybody can make general, vague statements, especially they're going to word them to, to, to want to form them to meet their narrative. But do we have, again, do we have improvements? Absolutely, we have improvements that could be made. Do I want people to get off at the end of their shift on time? Absolutely, I want them to get off on, at the end of their shift on time. And I think some of those things we can work on. Um, you know, we, again, it, I'm going to be over there, and we're going to get into it, and we're going to, we're going to do what we do. All right, well, I look forward to I mean, obviously I want the best, and certainly I know our first responders, it's always a – 
I support them all. I want them to be happy. And if they're very unhappy, I want to figure out if that's something that can be fixed or if it's the people themselves that need to be fixed. I don't know. That's the problem, right? But that's where we're at. Question for you about the lifeguard towers. Uh, I fully support if the county is going to have access to the beaches, we got to have guards. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world to me. I don't mind the allocation of money. It all makes sense. My question is, where are you going to find lifeguards to staff these towers? Because we don't exactly have a surplus of available of age lifeguards that that's not a problem we have. We have a shortage typically is my understanding. Yeah. Well, we're going to do what we do. We're going to, you know, we're going to advertise, we're going to recruit and go to the, the, your seniors in high school, your young college students and and up. And uh, we're going to recruit. We'll just, we'll do what we do. And then if we need to shift resources, rotate resources within uh, water safety, that's what we'll do. But, you know, the initiative's there, and we'll 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 meet the we'll meet the initiative one way or the other. OLF eight. We now have not just the improved offer from Fred Hammer, but a second offer on the table, right? Yeah, we get we received another letter this week, um, and the board talked about it this morning. Uh, they both, you know, the second letter uh, that that's not their first letter they sent. They've kind of been engaged from a distance, if you will, uh, since. Since we started talking about selling a little fake. but we'll see where the board wants to go. You know those things that uh, due diligence, time to do the time for due diligence. Of course, always the the, the price, price per acre, uh, the time to get the closing, the earnest money. When does it go hard? How well are you going to uh, adhere to the master plan overlay? Uh, your vision. You know you're going to do the town center. Are you really going to adhere to the master plan? All of those things are, are important. As we move forward, and uh, the board should have a robust discussion this morning, I would think. We are down a commissioner, obviously, because Commissioner Bender is no longer on the board. He's moved over to be the supervisor of elections. We're waiting on the governor's office. Um, Two questions. Have you been involved at all in this process? Do you have any time frame from the governor's office of when we can expect? And do you even know anything about any kind of lists or who's been proposed for that? Uh, I'm... I've not heard, personally, I've not heard from the governor's office. I don't know what the time frame is. If it's going to, you know, it might be sooner rather than later. It might be later rather than sooner. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, myself and Allison have met with Buck Mitchell last Friday. And, you know, he's just going to come in and ask a few questions and kind of get how we're moving as a county and, and operations and some things. And I believe, uh, Walker Wilson has requested some time with Allison, and those are the two we've heard from. But as far as uh, I don't know, we'll just see how the governor moves. But until then, we'll just keep driving forward. The uh, Delta Concrete Crushing Facility. Theoretically, we're going to have a final decision today. Is that what you expect? That is what I expect. Yes. Man, it'd be nice to be done with the issue because <laughs> I just feel like yes, they've been in limbo be. for so long and, you know, residents have been asking questions and we'd keep pushing this thing down the road. So I'd love to get an answer on this. Um, also, one thing just people may not be aware of is, do I read this right, that the SRIA representative by statute had to leave when Bender left? Uh, Derek Green resigned from the Marine Advisory Committee, but all the other committee appointees are going to stay pending whoever gets put in as the new person wanting to keep them as well, right? Yeah, that's you're exactly correct. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Perdido Bay boat ramp. Um, how close is that to being open? Because 
<laughs> I my wife I had made the mistake I had made the mistake of thinking that the ribbon it was going to be a ribbon cutting not a groundbreaking back in January and so I was like well we should we were driving past her there and we should go look at it and I go in and I'm like oh we're not supposed to be in here <laughs> this is a construction zone still <laughs> but I did manage to glimpse that it's like it looks almost done it is almost done um by invoicing, we're about 85% complete. I think we're probably, in reality, a little bit more than that. But we think we'll, we'll be open and ready uh, by the end of March at least. And coming into spring, we'll be ready for that amenity to open up. And it'll be a great amenity. It's been a lot of hard work and a lot of drive to get to this point. So, again, just another another good project that's moving forward. And also by the end of March, we think we're going to open the Beulah Firehouse. That's another good project. Oh, okay. That's moving. I went into, and toured that the other day. And uh, it's just an impressive facility, and I think uh, two 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 large projects are going to be come to fruition and completion by the by the end of March. The discussion about Deanna Oleski and and supporting her reappointment by the governor that'll come up this summer is that that's kind of a formality. I mean, I know there's been a lot of stuff around this relationship, but do you expect the board to support that, or do I mean, what what do you think? I, I'm, I don't know, honestly. Uh, it kind of caught us off guard. It's, a, it's a, something that there's a, I, I'm understanding there's a committee that makes recommendations to the governor's office. Okay. And I, it's not something we pursued. It's just something the deadline is by February the uh, 23rd, which is the day after our next meeting. So we put it on this agenda. Uh, we received it, I think. I think the letter's dated January 23rd, but uh, so I, I, you know, it's kind of a simplistic thing. Yes, no, or no opinion, or something like that. <laughs> right. So, and I, and quite honestly, I don't know how much weight it really pulls, uh, but we'll see what the board wants to do. I, I'm not really sure. And uh, last thing, just because they're coming up pretty soon, is we have two town halls on the agenda for District Five, Stephen Barry, and for Michael Kohler, District Two. Right, coming up what next week, I think, and maybe the week after is the other one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Two town halls. And, uh, you know, those, those, they're good. It's good for the citizens to be able to come and, and talk about their concerns or sometimes they vent or sometimes they ask questions or sometimes we always try to inform of projects that are coming up or issues that are being addressed. And so, um, yeah, there'll be two, two town halls. And it, it's funny when you go to town halls because you're in District 5, yeah, the demographic is different. Yeah. The issues there are different than they're going to be totally different than what they are in District 2. And so it's, uh, they'll be interesting. I think it's, I think they're good. I mean, they're time consuming after a long day, but it's good to go meet with the citizens and, and take their input. I will give you, just to put a bug in your ear, Santa Rosa County is going to do a thing where they're going to send staff and no commissioner on purpose to do five each district town halls about the budget to answer people's questions and explain the future of the county in terms of budget stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever done that in Escambia County, but I thought that was an interesting idea. I really like it, and I just wanted to kind of, in case you hadn't heard they were doing that, I wanted to mention it to you as a a maybe future kind of thing. Wes Moreno, he is Escambia County Administrator. We look forward to the meeting today, as always, sir. Thank you for the work. Thanks for the time answering our questions, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Andrew. Appreciate it now. Thank you. Absolutely.